Our gospel reading for this day of Pentecost is written in John's gospel, chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, that would be the day of the resurrection, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. As Abba has sent me, now I am sending you. This month of May, this month of transition, we have been focusing on grace for the journey. We have earmarked these Sundays with G words. First Sunday was grace, the second was guide. Last week, Pastor Siggy gave us two words, gaze and gift. Today's G word is a short one. Go. As God has sent me, now I am sending you. As Abba has sent me, now I am sending you. It's Pentecost, the celebration of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit brings so many gifts, and there are so many angles to the Spirit's work in us. When Jesus first told us about the Spirit two weeks ago, he was underlining the Spirit's gift of presence and guidance. He said, I will send you another companion to be with you forever and to guide you into all the truth. That's crucial. We need to know, I need to know that God is here with us and that we are not alone. But the Spirit doesn't only come to comfort us or to make us feel safe. The Spirit is here to energize us and send us out. As Abba has sent me, now I am sending you. Go. There's something normal, something right, something important about having time to pull in and regroup, to recenter and re-anchor, especially when we are grieving or anxious. Here's how Luke's gospel tells the story. Jesus, after he rose from the dead, urged us to stay put, to wait here in the city until it was time to move. Wait here, he said, until you receive the spirit that God has promised you. He told us to wait. In Luke's timetable, it took 50 days. Jesus stayed with us and taught us for 40 days until his ascension. And it would be yet another 10 days before the spirit would come upon the community. So for a while, it's appropriate and even crucial to wait and regroup. And then it's time, time to open the door, time to set our sights forward and outward, time to move. As God has sent me, now I am sending you. Go. We heard this same reading from John just six weeks ago, you might recall, or you might not. It was the Sunday after Easter. The frightened disciples were huddled in that locked room when the risen Jesus shows up and says, Peace be with you. That Sunday, the reading went on to include the next paragraph, which is the story of Thomas and his doubts and questions and struggles. You might recall that part. 
Why are we revisiting this gospel reading just six weeks later? Because this is John's Pentecost story. This is John's telling of the coming of the Holy Spirit. The more familiar version of the story, the more exciting version, the one with all the drama, with all the bells and whistles, the mighty rushing wind and the tongues of fire, that was our reading from this morning from Acts 2. That's the one you probably know better. John's Pentecost story is much more quiet, more intimate. A small group of frightened folks gathered indoors with the doors locked, gaze turned inward. Jesus breaks in, peacefully, of course, and he breathes on us and says, receive the Holy Spirit. It's a quiet Pentecost. It's a gentle, intimate Pentecost. Okay, it's a Lutheran Pentecost. It's a gentle Pentecost, and it comes with a kind of peaceful liturgy. Jesus appears in, our, in the midst of our fears and says, Peace be with you. He shows us his hands and side, the wounds of his death for us, much as he shows himself to us now in the bread and wine. And we rejoice because Jesus is alive. He says, Peace be with you, a second time, because he knows that we need it twice, and maybe three times, maybe more. And then he commissions us. As my Abba has sent me, now I am sending you. And to enable that sending, to empower that sending, Jesus breathes on us and says, receive the Holy Spirit. No more waiting. No more huddled indoors in huddling indoors in fear. No more being paralyzed with anxiety or uncertainty. It's time to move forward. It's time to move outward. I give you my spirit and I send you. Go. As God has sent me, says Jesus, now I am sending you. I've been dwelling in those words this week. As Abba has sent me, now I am sending you. I don't know if you noticed, but that's loaded. I think I've always heard those words more casually. Okay, Jesus is commissioning us to continue his ministry here on earth, as if that were something trivial. But listen to that opening phrase. Just as God has sent me, just as the Father, just as my Abba, Emma, has sent me. Jesus isn't saying, God sent me and now I'm sending you. He's saying, I'm sending you in exactly the same way as God sent me. I'm sending you with the same purpose, the same divine mission as God gave me. I'm sending you with the same intimacy with Abba with the same power, the same authority, the same equipment, the same vision, the same sacrificial love, the same spirit as my Abba gave me. Just a few verses earlier in John, that same resurrection morning, Jesus told Mary Magdalene, don't hang on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my sisters and brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Abba and your Abba, to my God and your God. Do you hear it? Jesus' own unique relationship with God, he now shares with us. My Abba and your Abba, my God and your God. As God has sent me, now I am sending you. And for that, I breathe my spirit onto you and into you and among you. Okay, so Jesus, what exactly are you sending us to do? What's the task? Well, 
He tells us, of course. Each of our four Gospels ends with Jesus sending us, commissioning us. We probably know the Matthew version best. That's the most famous. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them, etc. What is our mission in John's version? One word. To forgive. To forgive. When Jesus had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive, God forgives them. Pause there for a moment. Do you hear the gift, the promise? When you forgive someone, God forgives them. I love this promise, and I'm overwhelmed by it. It's on the basis of this verse and a couple of others that I can stand here on a Sunday morning and declare to you, as I'm going to do in a few minutes after the sermon, in the name of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And it's not just me or Pastor Siggy, or not, not just pastors at all. That Easter night, Jesus didn't give his commission only to Peter or just to Peter, James, and John. The promise included all of those disciples, including Judas, not Iscariot, the other one, and including Mary Magdalene and Salome, including Cleopas and all the other unnamed disciples. And it, that means it includes you. If I come to you and say, I'm really struggling with something I've done, or some hurt I've caused, you have Jesus' authority to hear me out and then to tell me, Mark, in Jesus' name, I tell you, you are forgiven. Whoever sins you forgive, God forgives. But then there's the unsettling side. You probably noticed it. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. If you hang on to anyone's sins, God hangs on to them. I don't like that part. That part scares me. I don't want the authority to tell anybody that they're not forgiven. I don't want to be the judge. I'm too fallible to make that judgment. And there is a long, ugly history in the church of powerful church leaders refusing forgiveness and excommunicating other people, banning them from the table fellowship. So what's Jesus talking about? Well, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but we just got stuck in a theological cul-de-sac. We just got caught focusing indoors again, where the, when the Spirit is trying to send us outward. We just got caught thinking about ourselves, or I did anyway. Maybe you weren't. When the Spirit is resetting us to embrace her beloved damaged world out there, I'm stuck thinking about us in here. So Jesus isn't calling the church to pretend to manage or control that astounding gift of forgiveness. There is no way we can, we can manage or control that gift. It's too wild. He is sending us as Abba has sent me. So let's back up for a moment. As God has sent me, now I am sending you. How did God send you, Jesus? What was it all about? Well, listen to how John's Gospel tells the story. In the beginning was the song, and the song was with God, and the song was God. In this song was life, and the life was the light for all people. The song became flesh, became human, and tented among us, full of grace and truth. God sent the Son, the song, into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be rescued and set free. 
but it provokes a crisis, and this is the crisis. Light has come into our darkness, but we have loved darkness instead of light. Sometimes we flinch from the light when it comes so that we won't be exposed. Other times, that light breaks through our defenses and draws us into himself. Jesus says, I don't come to judge. I have come into this world as light so that whoever trusts me may not remain in the dark. This is Jesus' mission, to be light for our bewilderment, to be music for our monotone fears, to be life when we are imprisoned within ourselves, to be love in the midst of violence. This is Jesus' mission, to do God here among us. And it's inevitable that this light would send us skittering away into the shadows until his song coaxes us back out again, and that's the judgment, our own skittering away. Jesus doesn't come to judge. We judge ourselves by running away. As God has sent me, now I am sending you. Just exactly as God has sent me, now I am sending you. Receive my breath, my spirit. I'm sending you out empowered by that same spirit. I'm sending you out to be light in me. I'm sending you out to be my music. I'm sending you out to be life for all people. I'm sending you out to embody gospel in a very broken and hurting world. I'm sending you out with no illusions about the violence that you will face or the violence that you still harbor within you. I'm sending you out to forgive the world in my Abba's name. I'm sending you out to be my forgiveness and my freedom. As God has sent me, now I am sending you. Receive my spirit. Peace to you. Go. Amen. <laughs>